This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Australian-made butterfly maternity pillow, which we are personally huge fans of. We certainly are. We love that it's multi-use and you can use it during your pregnancy and breastfeeding journey, but also that it comes with a removable tensile cover for easy care and comfort. And they sell out every time at the One Fine Baby Expo. They do. So if you want to grab one for yourself and want a sneaky 20% off discount, just <laughs> use the code COLDCOFFEE20 at onefinebaby.com.au. You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Hey guys, it's Olivia and Nadine and we are the hosts of the Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast. I love that you let me say the hot I mess know, thing because that is you today. Yeah, it is. 100%. How you live? Well, hold on. Let's just, why are you a hot mess? I'm deflecting, girl. You are. I know. I can feel it. Um, I'm a hot on? mess. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being very forgetful at the moment. Um, everything is very... I don't know how to explain. Could it be that the plate is a bit full? Yes. Well, okay. I forgot my best friend's birthday on the weekend and I feel awful. You forgot. She said so it was fine. She said it was fine. I know she said it was fine. She's, yeah, I just. You take I, that stuff to heart, don't you? Like you hold, you hang on to that. Only because it's a sign. I need to listen to the sign. It's your body and mind telling you <laughs> too much, right? <laughs> too much yeah, slow yeah. down because yeah, you tell I me to slow down all the time that. you tell me to like Olivia you're doing too much I'm like well you are kettle black doll you are the queen of taking on too much okay well now I'm trying to listen and I'm gonna okay. like take the signs and stuff I've just things like I've forgotten to keep writing my to-do list fixing up my calendar I have no idea where I'm going like my handbag is all over the shop I can't find my makeup it, I could, can't. It, could it be that you're trialing new handbags for Toddy could it also be that you're turning up to work with no hacks <laughs> this is true actually in trouble. Uh, there is no I have eight different handbags at the moment you, literally no wonder just, you can't find shit yeah that's just um part and parcel of owning a bag business yeah but <laughs> you own a bag business so anyway I'm just downside. completely disorganized but yeah. yeah I feel awful about it. but Linny happy birthday happy I birthday Linny what um, about you tell me everything well look I I, I have listened to you, believe it or not, and tried to slow down a bit. Mm-hmm, um, I took myself off and got a haircut on my day in lieu from Ooh. the One Fine Baby Expo. That's why and, you look um, so good. Yeah, I'm rocking this kind of You did. Fringe. Yeah. Um, you know what? The power, you forget, the power of a good haircut. Oh, it can literally best. change the game. I always focus a lot on colour and changing it up and balayage and this and that. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. If you start with a good cut, that's the foundation. Yeah, that's your armour. Totally. There is nothing better than a good blow dry. It just makes styling easier. If, like I slept in a braid last night and I just love how it looks this morning. Like I would never have done that three weeks ago because it was so mm. long and bulky and just hanging there. Yeah, so good. This is your cue, everyone. Get yourself to the hairdresser. Do something for you, whatever that looks like. Okay, Liv, should we get to today's episode? So today is a good ep, really, because uh, there's no guests. Not that guests are bad, but it's just going to be us nattering on um, about a really important topic this is one that I feel particularly strongly about Um, it's all about what to do when you pee on the stick I mean if you're a brand new pregnant person uh, you might feel a little bit lost and overwhelmed it's lonely as well because a lot of people don't talk about it that's right and they get the two lines and then they only have their partner to talk to but 
They don't know. They've never been pregnant. No, absolutely. And the only person you have is maybe Dr. Google. Dr. Google, that's <laughs> right. And Dr. Google is, is known for not being amazing at giving advice to yeah. your certain, you know, uh, circumstances. Good advice and real yeah. relatable advice. That's and right. Where you live and, you know, some people have their girlfriends, which is great that they can talk to, but a lot of people don't. Well, for me, I was the first person I knew really to have a baby. So I legitimately had my mum who gave birth 30 years ago <laughs> and has no idea how things are these days. That's right. So that's why this episode is great because literally from the moment you pee on the stick, we're going to go through blow by blow what you need to know, the questions you need to ask, and then uh, you'll have a re- like a clear roadmap of what you need to do. Yeah, and knowing that it's all okay, all these feelings of overwhelm because it is like the parenting, it's, it's a minefield. There For are sure. so many. It's a whole new world. Yeah. Should we sing it? <laughs> My head just went there. Yeah, good. So fast. Um, fantastic. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay, so we're just going to share our experiences mm-hmm. to start with. Yep. I did private and you did public. Yep. Do you want to go first? Yep. Um, so as I said, I was one of the first people I know to have a baby and I just yep. remember this feeling of who do I call? And then I think my mother-in-law said, well, you should start with the GP. So I went to the GP I was new to the area. I didn't have like a GP that I knew really well. So I just went to anyone who had an appointment. Um, and his first question was, who's your obstetrician? And I was like, who's my what, what, hmm. what, what? I, I didn't even know what an obstetrician, obstetrician was. did. Yep. Really? I honestly didn't. I'm like, I just, don't I just go to the hospital that I choose and have the baby? Um, he was like, here's a name. Here's a list of five obstetricians that I recommend I'm mm-hmm. like okay I had literally nobody to ask yeah. um and then I just had to look into my health insurance do I am I even covered to go private I wasn't because Eva was Eva was conceived quite quickly after we like three weeks after we got married so we just, the had the private health hadn't kicked in so we we were going public that was made up for me mm-hmm. luckily we lived in postcode lottery we had lived in a, an area with a good public hospital mm-hmm. um and basically it was just a matter of contacting them. I found out quite late about this thing called the group midwife practice Mm -hmm. and not, I believe not every hospital runs it, but a lot of public hospitals do run it. And basically it's like um, it gives you what you get from an obstetrician in terms of like that continuity of care because you get one midwife for every appointment and then you get that midwife come to your house once the baby is born to do the checks. Then you get that midwife at the birth. So you've really? got this, yeah, you've got the same midwife all the way through. Uh-huh. Um, so I was super duper lucky to get in at like 12, 13 weeks pregnant. Yeah, that right. doesn't happen normally. Okay. So they say that to get into a group like that, because it's quite a small intake, yep. you need to call your husband, let him know that you're pregnant, then you call the group midwife, like the hospital to get into the group midwife practice. It's like your second phone call. Before you call your mum, yep. you call these people it's to like- get in getting the kids into school as 100%. soon as they come out. 100%. Wow. It's super okay, important. Sure. Um, so I was, I had this amazing midwife the whole way through, Alyssa, and she saw me every couple of weeks whenever I had to have a scan or a check. And the thing we learned from Sophie Walker when we interviewed her a few weeks ago was like that continuity of care can be really awesome because they're measuring the same way each time. Whereas if you're getting a different midwife every time, they might use different means to measure you and then your progress isn't kind of... But what I don't understand is it's only in that program that you get this continuity of care because that's the reason I chose private because of the continuity of care that I would get the same doctor the whole way through. Well, you didn't know you could get it publicly. 
you can have that in a public system. Okay, but you it's more of a lottery? It's more well, of a luck thing. It's like a postcode lottery in terms of not every public hospital offers it, but a lot do, and increasingly so. They're trying to make this more of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just about it's just about calling your local hospital where you live and finding out if it's a thing. Yeah. That's okay. the phone call you need to make. Um, the And, look, the alternative isn't bad. The alternative is just something called shared care where you get a different midwife or a GP for those appointments. Mm-hmm. Still amazing quality of care. Oh, but let's it's just say not, that Australia has the best oh, hospital care, healthcare system in the world. Incredibly I blessed. I always felt so looked after. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like my baby was a massive yeah. priority. Um, that's how I felt. So yeah. very, very lucky. Um, and it, for me, the education just came with each appointment. I started writing down questions in my notes, in my phone to ask because you're in there for 15 20 minutes tops and you don't get time to get all your questions out yeah you got to be prepared you got to come prepared yeah um there weren't nearly as many as scans as i'd like i'd love a scan every kind of two visits but i think you only get three in total the dating scan which is when you first fall pregnant Mm -hmm. um just to you know check on um whether the, the egg is viable um the baby is viable the fetus rather and then um there's the one at 20 weeks which is you can get the gender from that and just checking all of the baby's um, organs and limbs and everything are okay. Mm-hmm. I think actually, I think that's it. I paid for a third one. I went and got a three D scan. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> From one of those like early view Cute. ultrasound that's a because memorabilia. Oh my gosh, I was not not getting that. Like I wanted to see what she looked like. Yeah, and did um, she look like Nathan? All squashed up. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. They do. And she they still look like, like Nathan dads. now. They do. Yeah. yeah. That's apparently like a prehistoric yeah, that's thing. A, that's so, sort of, yeah. Pre- oh, what is it? Yeah. Prehistoric? No. Oh, it's that's, your that's thing. like dinosaur. <laughs> no, it's like a biological thing, like back in the olden days, the old, old days. So they knew who the actual father was. Oh, so you couldn't do any like Jerry Springer, like, you are not the father. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it looks like you, yeah. so therefore it's yours. Yeah. Okay, that Find makes me sense. a baby that doesn't look like their dad. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. So look, that was pretty much my story with Eva. And then it was obviously very similar for Freddie, except I elected for a Caesar. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it was I had the I was in the group midwife practice again. You better believe I made that phone call before I even called Nathan when I felt pregnant with Freddie. Yeah. Like I'm getting into that group again. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like I had best care for both births, and one Eva's was particularly a little bit traumatic come birth time, inter- mm. intervention, all that kind of stuff. Um, but doctor came straight in. Seven midwives are in there. Like I was completely taken care of. So no no regrets whatsoever with the the route that I and what went. pain relief did you have I had I didn't even bother with the gas because I heard that doesn't even take the top off <laughs> went st- went in the bath for a hot minute and did nothing did you yeah yeah for a hot minute um but felt it did nothing <laughs> I'm like I'm just not going to be one of those calm birthers I'm just not, I am not I'm just not I didn't even try so um then I just had the epidural um and in fact that's kind of what slowed things down yeah well it, it does some, it caused some potential issues just with like, because you, sometimes you can't feel the contractions and that can... No, well, of, you can't. Well, you feel pressure, but you it's hard to, like... like when it's, you feel a contraction push, I'm like, oh, mm. this one? I'm not sure. I, like, they can tell from yeah. the monitor when you're well, having that's, one. Well, that's, yeah, so the uh, midwives were telling me ah, that I was having a contraction. So push now. Yeah. yeah. So it slowed Eva's heart rate yeah. down. And that's why they had to get her yeah, out. Yeah, so they had to intervene to get her out. Um, but look... I still, like, I wouldn't see them Nothing with goes to plan. Nothing ever goes to plan. Like, no. I always say to women, like, it's so great to have, like, an idea mm. of what you want to happen, but, like, you just have to do what's best for you, you just and the baby on the day. On you the have day. to be able to just go with the flow and throw 100%. that out the window. Like, it's not, at the end of the day, as long as your baby's safe, who gives yeah. a shit how they got here? Like, yeah. just do Pro- what's yep. best for you guys. Public, private, 
at the end of the day, look at our healthcare system is incredible. Yeah, totally, mm. totally. Okay, what about you? Tell me about your birthing journey. Yeah, so mine was private for the first – well, no, it was private for both, but the second one wasn't covered in private because oh, someone forgot God. to renew because we went from – we had Max and we added him to the fam- so a family scheme. Yeah. And then as part of the family scheme, you'd think that – they would add um, pregnancy. pregnancy into it, but they didn't, and Ed missed it. And yeah, just also in that way. Just so we, we're putting it on Ed, <laughs> just on the record, it's going on Ed's yeah, it's on Ed the, list it's on of the record stuff up. Yep, <laughs> um, love him. But anyway, <laughs> we yeah, that was a fun a conversation. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I went private, and one of my friends first told me. Um, at the very start it's like an insurance policy you know this is your number one priority it's like an insurance policy if anything goes wrong you've got the best people on your side in the room but at the end of the day Mm. said with love if anything does go wrong usually you're sent to a public health hospital anyway because they've got the best care so (laughs) either way I mean that was great advice but also um, I think I ended up going private it's such an intimate experience and I'm such an introvert so I'm just seeing people seeing my you know (laughs) her (laughs) So what you wanted Everything. a bloke obstetrician yeah. thing? Yeah, oh no, well, yeah, that, that happened too. But at least I knew him and I got comfortable. So at, you know, the final stages, it's really it's an intimate experience. Oh, yeah. um, it's very everything. Intimate. I mean, like you just got to let it go. You'd argue there's nothing more in no, it. I wouldn't right. even let Nathan down there. No, like I could be naked in front of anyone now. <laughs> well, limited people. But anyway, definitely <laughs> you, Olivia. I think Olivia, that was your invitation. That. <laughs> anyone who's listening. Um, so. I, where I was going with that is that I chose to have that continuity of care. So he knew everything about yep. my medical history. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one that was um, sizing me up every time. It was his hands, his measurements. Yep. Um, if if anything was wrong, he yeah he just was able to look into my chart. He knew. Your whole story. My story. Yeah, your whole history. Yeah, so what I weighed last time, what I weighed this time, what's normal, what and, and you know, it was just – Nice to be able to check in. I think what you start with six weeks, check-ins and four weeks and down to two, then every week. Yeah. And it's that having that obstetrician be able to check in like that uh, just made me feel a bit more comfortable, especially on my first one. So that's, yep. that's the route I chose to go down. Um, and then you have the baby in the private hospital. You get your own room. Yep. Um, that's and you a get big to stay thing a bit for longer. so many people, isn't it? The yeah. own room. It's a it's a big um, factor for people when choosing private. Interesting thing I learned though on that is because I, I said to um, my midwife that you know everyone wants their own room and like, do you think I'll get my own room? Like I really want my own room too. And she's like, listen, you don't you don't want your own room because if you get your own room in the public system, it means that you need to be monitored. There's something that's not quite right, or, mm. or you've had multiples, right? If you're put in the shared room, it means your baby's healthy. You're great. Great. You can go home when That's you want. It's a know. great thing. Yeah. So, and like, it's not that bad. You can talk to, like, it's people kind of keep to themselves or you can have a chat. Depends on who you're with, but I never found it a problem. I think people get so hung up on this, like, own room thing that at the end of the day, you're not there for all that long. No, that's right. Well, I was there for five days <laughs> in the in first one. <laughs> Treat it like a hotel stay. And, well, it was a hotel. The first one was a hotel stay, and I was in a great room. Luck of the lottery, got mm. one of those double bed ones oh, as well. Fabulous. Like so lucky. Uh, I was way down the back, but the second time mm. when I was paying for it, and it's like fifteen hundred dollars a night, right? <laughs> I was you not. For it. Uh, not only was I paying for it, I was right next to the nurses' station. The beeps were going off all night. Oh. I did not sleep, and I was like, I am not paying fifteen hundred. Like when you're paying that money out of your pocket, I was like, get me out of here. And day two, I was out. Oh, 
yeah, I good. couldn't do it any longer. You couldn't so. afford to stay long. Well, no, I wanted to go to the Crown. Absolutely. Let's if just I'm, put look, the money I'm paying 1500 a night, I'm going to the I'm bloody Crown. I'm going to the Crown. Seriously. I didn't go to the Crown. No, you <laughs> I went home and started yeah. paying off my mortgage yeah. again. Um, but the point is, yeah, that public, private, I think we're just in a lucky situation in Australia where you can it either works. Oh, you just know you're going to be cared for. Mm. It's just it, it goes down to your particular circumstances and what you value the most, I think. Um, but just your to history, know your options. Your medical history. Well, for me it was important because I'd miscarried after Eva. Yeah. So I really, when I um, fell pregnant again, so it was my third pregnancy um, and it was Freddie ultimately, I, um, I really valued realized how much I valued that continuity of care. So I just wanted someone who, like I could say, look, I had a third degree tear with Eva. I miscarried six, eight months ago. I yeah, just they know really your story. someone who knows my story. And yeah, when yeah, you're in that. Knows um, what all of that means. Is there a nursery in the public system? Yes. So okay, that, cool. I was going to say that's a great hack. <laughs> People don't know, but like middle of the night, you can say, I love this child and I really... Like, Not I know in the middle of the night, 9pm, last feed, 9pm, and then they're going to the nursery. With other people, but can you yep. please just take him for a few hours? Yeah, and, no. And they will. They're and they just, will. Yeah. I didn't know about it on my first baby yeah. and my friend came and um, saw me the next day and she's like, oh, and you put him into the nursery? I'm like, what nursery? Yeah. <sighs> Like, where, where I, don't they they I don't know that they advertise it. I don't know. I don't know that they it. want it at full capacity. <laughs> it's more of an if you know, you know type thing. Yeah, but you, you know, know you've got to look after your mum. Then when your milk comes in oh, and the oh, the pain and stuff, we need some gorge. sleep. And you get the baby blues that your, all sets in. Yeah, your, your body went through trauma. So sure. use the nursery. Don't think twice about it. Because yeah. you're looking after yourself because yourself is the one. <laughs> you need to sleep and heal. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. We love saying yeah, that. But so it's the so hospitals true. and the nursery do use them. Like they're there for a reason. And I know everyone sings that about obstetricians all the time, but I'm such a midwife advocate. They mm. are just angels sent from heaven and they will more often than not do anything they can to help the mum. Yeah. They're all well, like, they all are. Let's be all fair. All of them, all nurses, all doctors, but obstetricians, mm. sometimes they're just like coming in quickly off the golf course. Oh, my obstetrician the baby, they go back. God. He walked oh, in and I was like... <laughs> No, my God, shining light. Oh, that yeah, guy both. came in with the epidural. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, you, like, he had like an aura around him. Like, he, he glowed. I'm like, yeah. I, Nathan, get the, get out of yeah. here. Yeah, this, this is, is my man. Guy. Yeah, this yeah. is my man now. And mine sat down and goes, oh, you could drive a truck through here. I'm like, okay. What does that right. mean? I don't know. I, <laughs> I think it what? meant that, like, it was ready, it was a good birthing canal. Oh, you were, t- you were fully dilated. Well, yeah. that's not what I wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. I just remember that him and he was doing a joke with Ed and that was the joke. Producer and I'm like, um, okay. um, another tip that I heard was to walk him backwards. Oh, walk him back. So your back is ready. Yes. Yeah, so your back is ready. And I was God like, what it. are you talking about? The guy, I, you know, this is so funny when you're sitting on the bed and they're like, this is going to hurt. I'm like, really? You don't think I'm already like, yeah, the I, fact the that I called you means that I'm breaking in half. So yeah. this is nothing. Well, I wasn't <laughs> sure what I was going to do with pain relief. I was like, oh, I'll just go with it. Yeah. And one of my friends, Mandy had just had a baby and she was like, oh, it's great. You know, I got the epidural and then uh, I was sitting there reading a magazine and then I had a little sleep and then I had some dinner and then, yeah, it was time to Push. start pushing and blah. And then I went into labor. Holy hell. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, pain won't oh, go into just a bit. It's just a bit. So yeah. I was trying the gas. I was doing the bouncy balls, bashing my head against the wall. Like the pain was intense. <laughs> really? So I was that like, didn't get help? me an epidural. No, it didn't. Okay. You know, the distraction technique. <laughs> oh, was, right. No, it didn't work. <laughs> and then I went and I got my epidural uh, because, no, because I was, you know, going through that process thinking, how the hell did Mandy have dinner? 
read a magazine. You hadn't had the epidural yet, had you? Well, no. So that's when I was like, right, I need the epidural. Yeah. And then I was just like that. It was the most calm experience. Yeah. It was quiet. Music was on. It's I amazing. Could hear it. Yeah, it was just it just slow, it does slow it down though. It, do, it can it can really because I was going every time the doctor came in to check with Eva's birth. Oh, you're two centimeters dilated. Oh, you're three centimeters, four, five. Every hour I was going up. It was like textbook. It's like exactly yeah. what they want to see. And I was like, this is easy. Like what? Yeah. I'm just acing this, doing nothing. Um, and then epidural at about six centimeters dilated, and then yeah. everything slowed, slowed, yeah, slowed, 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 slowed down. And it's like that's great because I could talk to my father-in-law who decided to sit in there and. Your father-in-law was in the room? Yeah, he wanted to come in. and Oh, just, my God. I get on really well with oh, him. Oh, he's great. I've met he him. He came in to just yeah. chat and shit. He's a school teacher. Shit. Um, that's my stepfather-in-law, oh, my Italian so. stepfather. This is Gary. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. My, my actual stepfather. And, um, yeah, and he just wanted to shoot the shit about, I think the living room was on wow. TV, Amanda Keller. Shout you out. are a good lady. To yeah, and uh, then, <laughs> then I realised, you know, the funny room. thing was, like, it, everything was calm. Then all of the pain centralized i don't know why i still kind of have an explanation for this all it all centralized to one butt cheek so gary's sitting there chewing my ear off about something and all i can hear is this one butt cheek feels like it's going to explode right. like it, all the pain there also oh, the nerve and i was like get out nerves. gary get yeah. out gary it's time to get out gary it's time to go gary <laughs> get out <laughs> this is not comfortable i can't hear you anyway yeah. get out so Nathan got him out. Um, and Wow, you are a good daughter-in-law <laughs> to let that happen. I'm a really good daughter-in-law. I just need that to be on the record. Oh, if hey, Trev was in the room, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, no, Trev. Sorry, Trev. No, no Trevor. <laughs> um, and one thing I do want to talk about is uh, listening to your gut when you're yes. um, in labour. So it was my first child and it was like full on. The contractions are full on, right? Oh and I called a hospital saying, yeah, I've got, and they go, now, love, is it your first child, oh, baby? Never and I'm say like, yes. Well, I said, yes, you know, it's, oh, you'll be fine, oh. love. Call us back in a couple of hours. Anyway, so I put the phone down. I was like, oh, that's really weird. And I was, yeah, long story short, the pain was so freaking intense. Mm. I was bashed. I couldn't hold on to uh, – I was like, get me in the car, let's go. Yeah. I got to the um, hospital, hospital and I was already like just under six centimetres oh, dilated. Shit. That's what I did in my epidural. That's yeah, so I went straight in. But, but So it was so fast. That, that yeah. was within two hours, an hour and a half. So if you if you listen to your gut, yeah. if you know, you know, just get into the hospital. You know your pain Don't be scared. Yeah, don't be scared about them turning you around and checking you out and, you know, sending you, just you home. just sit in the car park. fine. I would never go just, home. I'd just sit in the car just park get there. and try again. Yeah. The one hack that I do know about this, because I've heard this from an insider, is when you call them to say you're ready mm -hmm. and you want to come in, they, if you can talk like I'm talking now, like if you can talk properly and are fine, they're like, she's fine, she's not ready. They want to hear that the pain is affecting you so oh. much that you're having trouble getting so get your partner the to words call out. <laughs> so get your partner to call or really ham it up with the like, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Um, uh, oh, just uh, yeah, ah, do all that. And then she, they'll let you come. She's a good actress. Yeah. You are. So, <laughs> hello. Gotta remember that one. <laughs> How do you think I get in there this week? Um, so, yeah, so ham it up and get in. Yeah, cool. Um, Caesar, highly recommended Caesar. Really? Number two. Oh, if I had a third, straight out the sunroof. Hmm. Loved it. Loved every part of it. Cool. Yeah, especially with a couple of kids because you can you can organise them for care. And it's all scheduled in. Yeah, but I'm a planner. Six weeks of pain and you can't drive. And my can't... recovery, let me tell you, from my vaginal birth was ten times worse than my Caesar. Yeah, right. There's this whole stigma about Caesars and they're cutting through seven layers and blah, blah. I'm like, honey, do you know what happens downstairs with a vaginal birth? Mm. Like as we heard from our pelvic floor expert, 
vagina rehab girl, Alison, shout out. Uh, yeah, it's a wound. It's a war wound. Mm. We are damaged. Like it's like I know it's natural and it's beautiful, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mess a bit of yeah. stuff up down there. So okay. like, you know, any way you get a baby out healthy. Absolutely. Is key. That's the aim of the game. Yeah, that's it. So those are our stories. I hope in some way that they've given you some sort of guidance or make you feel kind of less alone and more mm-hmm. empowered with mm-hmm. information. Um, I guess to summarise, we're going to come up with three things each that we would tell any pregnant friend now. Uh, my first one is to call the group midwife program yes, from your local hospital. One. Get into that thing straight away because even if you don't end up using it, at least you're in and you've got options. You can either then choose to go private and find an OB, you know, as a, from a recommendation from a friend, or you can choose to go in this group midwife practice. Uh, my second one would be to look into your pain relief options. Not only look into them, but speak to friends. What did they find really worked? For instance, my sister swears by the TENS machine and that's a real regret of mine that I didn't try that because I think maybe I could have done it if I just did the comb in the hand or the TENS machine which is basically the distraction from the pain right I just would have loved the opportunity to try that but I knew nothing about it so that's what I'd tell someone Uh, one thing that I do know really works and it helped for anyone who gets back pain during their labor I know sometimes it can really Mm. um, stick there in the back I found a hot shower and Nathan putting the shower head right on my back really helped me. It probably got me through about an hour and a half of labour without any pain. So those are three things I would tell any friend. Okay. What about you? So I love that you give me three things every week. (laughs) I'll try and give you three things. Okay, so my three things are nothing goes to plan. Mm -hmm. Just roll with it on the day. So you might have a birthing plan. You might have your music sorted. You Mm -hmm. might have your pain relief. Nothing goes to plan, but just roll with it. Yep. And especially when it comes to pain relief. Even if you've sworn black and blue that you're not happy epidural, then you change your mind. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And that's what I did because I was like, I can't if Mandy read a magazine (laughs) and have some dinner. And and she just said she just enjoyed the experience so much more. Um, Ask for recommendations from your friends, obviously, but get a hospital that's close to you. Mm. Don't go for a fancy hospital that's an hour and a half away or an hour away or even 45 minutes away. Mm -mm. Make sure you get a hospital close to you that you choose. Um, do the route run. So oh. make sure you know the, the route, ways. the quickest route, yes. whether it's in – because if it's in the middle of the day, you'll be stressed getting to the hospital. So you want to know the quickest route. Yes. And, you know, at night it's a bit – but, you know, it might be hard. It's a bit slept. easier. Yeah. But yeah. Um, also – Make sure your husband's not drinking at night. <laughs> yeah, just in so case true. you need to go. I, I never thought of yeah. it like that. Um, yeah, that's another one. Also, if you want to hear more, we've got to listen to our podcast with Sophie Walker from Australian Birth oh, Stories. Oh, gosh, so She goes through it as well. Yeah, yeah, she goes through so many hacks and tips from other women that she's spoken to. Yeah. All right. All right. And now it's time for the... <laughs> you almost went too early there. The big win. I forget that you do drum rolls. Listen, I always sake. like to enter any big moment with a drum roll. Oh okay, that's how I roll. Okay. Do I have a whinge for you? I mean, this has just happened this weekend, so it's fresh and it needs to come off my chest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to burden you with it. Sorry. <laughs> but it's relatable. Hashtag I'm relatable. used to it. Uh, yes, you are. Uh, so I was, you know, I do... Um, I'm a celebrant on the side, do weddings every now and then. Um, And I was off in Barrel doing a friend's wedding on the weekend and um, Nathan rings me and goes, oh, just so you know, um, Freddie has vomited three times. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Thank you. I'm an hour and a half away. Like, 
now I'm stressed that my kid's sick. Like, yeah. can you manage it? Or are you just calling just to what ruin my day? Like, what do you want me to do about yeah. it? So like, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like Nathan, look, and I should say Nathan is very, very capable. Like he can absolutely parent the children solo. Yeah. But I'm just like, why share it with me when I can't mm. do anything to help? Like he'll call me and say like, oh, Eva's shut everywhere and it's all over everything. And I'm like, cool, yeah, bro. Yeah, but don't you call him when you're... I just get shit done. I just handle shit. Surely if something happens and you're like, oh, guess, like you just call him for no reason you and goes, guess like, what happened today? I'm I'm stressed about I have to perform this ceremony and marry these two just, people. I've got Nathan in up, my right? corner. I know you do. I'm like, what is this about? But it's like... I just need to be able to go away and not parent from afar. Just like one yeah, day. Yeah, Let me it. just like have two hours off because I'm working, by the way. I'm not at a girl's yeah. long lunch. Does he drinking. do this a lot? Or I feel like I get updates, like helpful updates oh. all the time. I'm like, I don't need to, unless it's like serious. Like, yeah. I, like just handle it. And just, yeah. and you know what? More to talk about when I get home. Yeah. Like yeah. then we've got real conversation <laughs> on the table. He'll forget Ready by then what happened. So even, better. To... even better. He'll forget. Oh, he's just trying his best. Oh, God, what is oh, this? My husband like, just calls it... me and says, hi, how are you? I'm like, good. How are you? I do this like, in good. the office. It's what? like every couple of hours it's like, I'm still good. I'm, I'm still good. <laughs> like I just spoke to you half an hour ago. But he just has to, I'm like, please, can you stop just asking me it. how I am? And just like, tell me what you're doing. And then I told, and they're like, how? Like, that is so rude to tell your husband. Yeah, you do speak to him a bit rudely. No, I, mean, I do No, not. you've been backing Nathan. We I'm, talk all I'm the time. Yeah, I know. And I know. And he loves you Steady too. Eddie. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I just said, could you just stop asking me how you are? He hasn't. But, Hi, you know. Can you just stop asking me how I am? Like, I don't think any woman in the history of the world has ever asked her husband okay, to stop checking in on Tell me your them. husband, if you just saw him 10 minutes ago, calls you and says, Hi, how are you? Well, Good, how, and then and then I have to ask him how he is. Oh, you feel you have to reciprocate. Well, of the, course the I dumb do. Question. Okay. Anyway, but you know, with women, we're so bloody up and down. No wonder they're constantly <laughs> checking. I mean, five minutes ago I was fine, and now I'm like <laughs> having a panic attack about something. So that's, we've just both swapped teams as well. By and the way, the, oh, I fully understand why Ed's doing oh, that. Oh dear. Anyway, okay, got it. Great whinge. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, leave. It's time for your. Hack City. Hack, hack City. Yes, Queen. I love that. She's oh, getting there, guys. Whatever. It's only taken seven, eight weeks. I still don't Where get it, we? though. I still don't get it. Is it, it in is New York? I'm going to New York soon. Do I have <laughs> to visit this? You're cute sometimes. No, it's then not what, New York. Where'd it come it's from? It's a song. Okay. It's Rack City. Okay. Rack, Rack City. All right, let's get into it. You got a good hack today. I have a top, top hack today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize I was like winning at this until I just shared it with you guys. And you're like, this is amazing. Um, so at the beginning of the week, uh, obviously we do all the washing over the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And I go then take everything upstairs to sort and put away. What I do is I lessen the load that I'm even taking upstairs because I'll put aside five pants for Freddie, five shirts for Eva, mm-hmm. five pants for Eva, socks for both, blah, 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 jumpers, mm-hmm. five of everything for school. Right. So it's all downstairs. It's all in the, one of those little Ikea fabric boxes yeah so every morning I know I've got an outfit for both of them downstairs it takes away that overwhelm of like going through the wardrobe every morning and so do they get dressed downstairs yeah so they have their breakfast and everything what's your routine they have their breakfast downstairs toast while they're watching ABC kids um and then we change Freddie put him straight in his daycare clothes same with Eva perfect clothes and like everything's downstairs there's no need to go upstairs for anything yep and it's like straight back into the laundry. Awesome. Sim said she loses 40 minutes every morning looking for outfits for the kids. Like, yeah. That's wild. Well, speaking about outfits, I've got a hack for you. What's that? 
Um, do you have issues with Eva, like choosing her outfits? Well, I guess you don't oh. if you do this hack, but oh. I have huge issues with Arabella. It must, my, my whole thing is must add tutu, so I always put a tutu downstairs. <laughs> and then she just, if I put a tutu on top, she's happy. So right. I can do that. What's your, what's your issue with Bells? So Bells has got mother told me this, Michelle. Okay, so the hack is that Arabella chooses my outfit mm. and I get to choose her outfit. Ah. So for the days when she doesn't want to wear stuff that she needs to wear, mm. then I, she gets to choose what I wear. Well, but then you drop her off and then and you get changed. changed. Ah, very good. Yeah. That is good. And apparently it works. You know, just those moments where they just, they're so headstrong and they have to wear oh what God. they want to wear and it just like looks like. The only time like I ever have an issue is if I'm going to like an event. Yeah, sure. Guys, I come down in a dress and Eva's like, you look beautiful, mummy. I want to wear a dress. And I'm like, <laughs> like, no, you look great. Yeah, like in your big W trackies and like, you look yeah. great. Like, so I have to like try and find something to match me. She's at that age where she wants to match me. Yeah, Take it cute. as a compliment. Yeah, but, um, so yeah. No tips for you there other than um, just don't look nice every morning and then she won't want to match <laughs> She'll wear her trackies and then I can wear my trackies. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> Comfy. Comfy yeah, first. No, great one. <laughs> okay, so my hat kind of plays on what we were just talking about okay. with, I don't know about Eva, but Arabella hated getting her hair blow-dried. Oh, my God, it's like terrifying. Drying. And, you know, it's, it's not great to leave the hair wet, right? Overnight. No. You have to dry it. Especially in winter, yeah. Yeah, especially in winter. So to get Arabella into the room, mm. another one from her godmother said, turn it into a hair salon so we've turned oh. it in we've got the chair in got the mirror in front oh. like you know it's just a chair but oh, yeah. into the bathroom and um we speak in the french accent mademoiselle <laughs> would oh. you like to come to my hair salon oh, we oh. and she loves it she sits there and she's all pampered and you know i've got this little scarf so i put it around it anyway but that really got us over the line to her yes. loving getting ahead and so sometimes we play the games under it but like it's it's great they love it because she, yeah, because it would make her overcome the fear. Eva hates the sound. She, like, puts her hand over it. I'm like, yeah. it's not that loud, babe. It's really not. Like, we can't use any hand dryers at public toilets or anything because yeah. she's, like, terrified. So that would be a really cool way to show her that it's actually mm -hmm. not it's a bit of fun. scary. Yeah, and you're my number one client. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Have I turned Italian? I don't know. Usually I turn Indian. I don't know. Can't do accents <laughs> to save really myself. You really can't. Anyway. <laughs> but it works. Give it, it a works. go. Okay, well, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to need that. Mm. Thank you very much. Mm. Okay, so that was a really fun one. I hope you didn't mind listening to us. <laughs> Natter <laughs> on for half an hour. But look, it's important to listen to like, not that our guests aren't real, but real people. Yeah, real sharing our own experiences. We're just normal people. Yeah. They happen to have a podcast and a big, big obnoxious <laughs> sign with our faces on it. But we're just normal. We're just trying just to normal, get by. Normal gals, you know? Yeah. Um, and... You work know, hard, play hard. That's right. That's, that's we work we hard, do. play hard. Um, but yeah, we hope this episode helped. Um, it's a it's a scary, lonely place sometimes. Those first twelve weeks when you don't want to tell everyone that you're pregnant, but just knowing how other people handle it and the hacks they have because they've been there can be really encouraging, really yeah. nice. And just roll with it. Billions yeah. of people have done it before. You got this. Just be open. Don't be closed minded. That's the ultimate. Yeah. Takeaway. Don't be closed minded. Be open for anything. All right. All right. We'll see you see next, you next week. Time. I will see you in the Facebook group. Mm. Heaps happening there. Um, but we will see you definitely next week in our in your ears. Not our ears, your ears. Mm. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.